Hey guys, Barry Magliotti here for the comeback game. I'm super excited to have Chris Hill, who is a rapid uh, growth business coach on the other line. Chris, how are you doing, darling? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Really good. Absolutely love your philosophy around being real, having fun and, and making money and, uh, you know, loving life. And I think that as long as I've known you and I've followed you for quite some time before that, um, I can definitely say that that's something that I see you live by in the community and something that you breed in others. Absolutely. That's just, you know, I made my real life way of doing things, my business way of doing things, and it works really well. Yeah. So tell me, and, and for the guys out there, let's, let's understand a bit more about you. Who are you? Like, I obviously uh, know you quite well. We've had a chance to hang around. Um, I've been witness to, to some great success that you guys have been getting of late, which is really awesome. But for the people out there that might not know you, who are you? Where did you start? Yeah, so my story basically starts like I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that's kind of like a natural born entrepreneur. I basically cannot stop turning things into businesses, like even when I was a kid, like turning any little kind of thing into something to sell. So I realized that that was a, a strength of mine when I was about 21. I've always had little side hobby projects and stuff. And then um, I launched this spray tanning business um, when I was 21 years old, the garage of a rental house that I was renting just as a side project from my day job. Still, I was a day job as a graphic designer and um, it just took off really quickly. I've obviously found a market that had something that was, you know, really desirable, really popular. I understand all of that now. At the time, I kind of was just like, oh, you know, this is great. But um, that business grew really quickly. I did a lot of social media marketing. I did a lot of MySpace when that was a thing. And then when Facebook wow. came out, obviously swapped to that because um, Facebook didn't exist when I first started my business um, and a website, of course. And then I started, I just managed, I kind of got this marketing formula that I just kind of made up and figured out uh, over time that was just, I just always found it really easy to bring clients in with my posts that I was doing on Facebook and and that kind of thing. Um, I learned at a really young age that I didn't have to be the person that worked in the business doing the work as well. Like I hired my first employee at the age of 22. Um, and then I realized that, oh, she can just do the work while I do the Facebook stuff. And so I basically scaled that process and hired more people and expanded more locations and then launched my own range of products as well and sold them. So over about an eight year period, I had three stores uh, nine staff. I had two of my own product ranges and I didn't actually work in the business at all. And then there was a lot of hard times, <laughs> you know, came from that too. Sometimes when I tell that story, it's like, oh, wow, it sounds so easy. No. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, for the last few years, I have been working as a business coach and a consultant and a teacher now. And because I realized that a lot of people wanted to know how I'd done that specifically with the marketing to bring in new clients and also how I systemized the business so that I didn't have to work in it. So that's the two things that I mainly specialize with teaching people um, how to do now. And I've been doing that for four years now. So yeah, it's really fun. Wow. And before we get on to some of the success that you've managed to, to, to see of late in that business, yeah. tell me like, is mum or dad entrepreneurial? Like where did this, this little girl get it from? Yeah, I don't know. My parents, I mean, my dad had his own business at one point or he worked with the business with other people and he worked from home. And I guess subconsciously I got that kind of idea that I wanted to do that myself, but I've yeah. just never liked working for other people or doing what other people want me to do. I don't know whether yeah. you call that stubborn, whether you call it leadership, whether you call it 
being a good CEO. I don't know, but I like to be the one that makes the rules, not follow them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And so growing your business, like you mentioned, you know, there's been some massive strengths, like you've been around um, in the Facebook space pretty much since it was created, yeah, which obviously absolutely. would have seen a hell of a lot of changes and diversification yeah. in that. But, you know, who have been some of the key mentors that you had from an earlier age? You know, like where did you learn how to systemize businesses or, you know, Facebook marketing? I get that, you know, knowing you that there's a lot of intuition that comes into this sort of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, tell me, where did you learn some of this stuff from? Yeah. That's a really good question. So, I mean, for the first few years in business, since I was when I, between 21 and 25, I was just figuring it all out myself. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't actually even know that business coaches existed. I didn't know that there were business courses that I could do. And I didn't know that there was business books that I could read. I was just absolutely unaware. I didn't even know really what I should be doing with my numbers. So I did a lot of stuff wrong with my books and stuff until I finally brought an accountant on and then realized I had a big tax, tax debt to pay. Um, <laughs> but for the first few years, like I, I grew a lot, but I obviously really didn't have any idea what I was doing in a business sense. And so that's why there are a lot of holes. Yeah. Um, when I was 25, I was, I had this, um, just a really lucky moment, I guess, where a, a business coach came into my business to get, like to inquire about hair extensions or whatever. And like I was there and then they started asking me some questions about my business. Like, I don't know if they did it intentionally as a sales thing or if it was just, <laughs> they came in yeah. as a client, but started yeah. asking me some questions about my business, my lifestyle, how much I was working, you know, how much money I was making for the amount of work that I was doing. And it kind of really opened up my eyes to the fact that I was working my ass off like every waking hour. And I really wasn't like, the business was profitable, obviously, but it wasn't as well as it could possibly be. I wasn't paying myself. I was putting myself last and I was putting every work, you know, prioritizing everything else and everyone else above myself. And then I decided to join a business, an 11 month business coaching program um, that, that that was called the National College of Business in Brisbane. I don't actually know if it exists anymore. I don't think it does. Um, but I had a coach in that business called Anoop Ancal and in that course, sorry. And he was just fantastic and absolutely opened my eyes to all the ways that a business should run. And, wow. um, you know, which is a lot of the times the opposite of the way that people are actually doing things. <laughs> um, so that was my first experience. And I just became absolutely obsessed with learning about business and marketing and everything from then on. And I have not been able to stop investing in my education for the last, yeah. however many years that is eight years now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. And so, so that seems like one of those defining moments people speak about, you know, where you're going along seemingly okay. You probably thought that you're doing fairly, fairly well. You know, you're mm. definitely out there strumming to the, the beat of your own drum, so to speak. But it wasn't yeah. until that moment that that person came into your life that you started to notice the gaps between, you know, where you were and where you possibly could be or possibly even started to question yourself yes. in terms of um, maybe there is another way than what I know. Yes. And I see that as yeah. being such a key advantage of having a coach is that old saying is that you don't know what you don't know. And it's not yeah. until, you know, you start to question your beliefs or the ways of doing things that you find there's possibly other ways of doing it. But what I'd love to know is like, what was, what was one of the biggest challenges that first came up for you? Like you've been in business for a little while now, you know, you have this, this very positive attitude to, to business. And I, I just love the way that nothing ever seems like it's too much of an issue for you. You know, there's always this lighthearted love 
that shared around just you know the challenges of business but you know there must have been some challenges early on for you so i'd love to hear about what some of those were yeah i think the reason now why nothing seems to affect me is honestly because i've just dealt with everything I before, <laughs> well not everything but like so much crap um and so now i'm just like oh this again righto that's how i did it last time um <laughs> So, um, I guess the main struggle, and a lot of people have this challenge, was definitely staff going from being a sole trader to being a, a leader or a manager or a boss. So challenging. Uh, I dealt with a lot of things that were really, really disappointing really like I've been lied to I've been stolen from I've had people try and like copy my whole business and steal all my clients I've had people lie to my clients I've had people steal cash money stock like just I felt like I just got walked over and over and over because I was trying to be such a nice person mm. I even got the first time someone stole from me I kind of was like oh why did you do that that's really bad but I'll give you a second chance because I believe in you so I mean I'm just that kind of person naturally and then of course she did it again but <laughs> uh, yeah it wasn't until I really finally realized that I needed to have systems and procedures in place I needed to have ways of tracking things to get around it I needed to have people being held accountable to things and I also needed help with managing people because it's not one of my strengths like i'm really good at i'm a good leader but i'm not really good at like managing people and checking in with seeing like the little the little things so i needed help with that and i still need help with that and yeah i just feel like that was that's definitely been the hardest part for sure mm. Yeah. What have been what have been some of the things that you put in there? Like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening to this today that have got staff and have got issues. And I know that that's the, a big thing that we address and work with a lot of our clients around is the staff. And and often when people have been burnt once or burnt twice, they're, they're like, oh, well, we'll just run the business on our own. But that prevents yeah. them from from having that lifestyle and, and having that outcome that they've kind of gone to business for in the first place. And you know, I, I, I thoroughly believe, and I, I reckon you would too, is that if you persist with something long enough, you'll find a way through. Yeah. And so what, what have been some of the things that you've had to put in place, like outside of systems and processes, or what would be some advice for people out there that might be struggling with staff right now or struggling to, to get the business to the next level? Yeah, I think there's, there's two main things that really helped with that. First of all, I do treat everything like a learning experience. So I know that, and I do take full responsibility for everything now. So I used to be in the mindset of, you know, blaming people when things go wrong, but then I, you know, I learned that, Hey, that's not the right way to run a business. I need to look at myself as the business owner. Like if my processes are not good enough or I didn't hire the right person for the right role, then it is my fault. So I full, take full responsibility for that. My team now is amazing. I don't have anyone that's causing, you know, that everyone's just perfect for the right role. I did a lot of study on different personality types as well and what different persons, uh, people's strengths are for different roles. So now if I need to hire someone for a specific role, I will hire them based on, their strengths and their personality types. Whereas before when I hired people, I had no idea about that kind of stuff. And you kind of just hire people that you like because they might be like you, but then if you want them to do things that are not things that you want to do, then they don't want to do them either because they're like you. <laughs> so I think that it's best that you hire people that have different strengths to your own and that, you know, complement each other and work well together as a team rather than, trying to hire everyone that's the same kind of person because that yeah. is one thing that I learned that just doesn't work. 
the other thing is definitely my first business coach taught me this was like to give trust first. So you can't, if someone has broken your trust in the past, you can't then assume that the next person that you hire is going to do that as well. Because if you do, then you're kind of manifesting that into reality by focusing on it. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and you focus on what you get or you get what you focus on. Sorry. And I just think it's really unfair to that person too. Like you can't just automatically not trust someone if they haven't done anything. Like you have to trust people. You have to trust people first. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that I've, that helped a lot. Yeah. I think you can't apply the same filter to everyone you meet in life. Mm. Um, I think that that's unfair to them, but like you talked about, like, you know, what, what you focus on, you get, yeah. Know, where, where, where your energy goes, your attention goes and, and yeah. things start to flow. So, okay. What were, what were some of your, what were some of your biggest fears or insecurities when you first started out in business? Yeah. Fears and insecurities. I guess I've always had like, I'm naturally kind of a people pleaser. So yeah. I've always really had a fear of people not liking me. <laughs> um, I've, I'm pretty much over that now like i i i'm okay with it because i know that my mission is to help the right kind of people not necessarily get everybody to like me but i guess when you're first starting out a lot of people have that and i've noticed a lot of my clients even have that kind of fear i think it can be a good thing in some ways because i will go above and beyond to make sure my clients are happy um but it's definitely something that the more you put yourself out there the more vulnerable you become and that can be really scary for a lot of people but i think it's just something that you do get better at with practice yeah i think that that's i haven't had that many fears because i'm i've always naturally just been someone that's like i just want to try stuff and see if it works i don't ever sit around and wonder about what if it doesn't work i just want to find out <laughs> yeah so yeah and do you think do you think that that mentality and that belief is attributed to a lot of the, the success and the results that are showing up for you these days yeah, for sure. Like, I just try not to overthink anything. Like, if I have an idea, I, I just understand and know that the only way to make it work is to test it. Like, you can't wonder if or not if. Like, the people, the market, your clients are going to tell you whether they like something or not. And the only way to find out is to put it out there. Yeah, I suppose that, that's, that's marketing 101, isn't it? You know, putting things out always there. Be be testing. Testing. <laughs> always be testing. Always be testing. Yeah. ABT. Yeah. Where do you get your best ideas from? Oh, good question. Daydreaming. Daydreaming. <laughs> My best ideas come to me when I sit and do nothing. And that's why a lot of people have good ideas in the shower um, or while driving because you're not trying to do anything else. So I think if I just sit, I, like, I just like to sit and think like, you know, what, what could be really cool right now? That, that's a question that I ask myself a lot. Like what, what could I do for people that would really excite them or, that they would love. And then I just start daydreaming <laughs> and see what comes up. Interesting. Because yeah. I think that, you know, we don't give ourselves enough recognition for what we're capable of as, as human beings or as, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience. And I think yes. that something that I notice a lot is, is, you know, I've spent a lot of time mentoring and coaching people around that performance psychology space. And there's something that I, notice tends to happen when people start to, to suffer or struggle financially, they tend to, to get super busy and they tend to try to yeah. do more. 
and it's a bit counterintuitive but but what i found is the opposite to be the truth is that doing more you're often doing more of the same thing that got you into that situation or problem in the first place yeah and so it's counterintuitive to actually step back and do nothing and spend time daydreaming but this is why so many people have their best ideas when they're on holiday or when they stop or when they meditate or when they daydream is because they're allowing themselves to to tap back into who they really are and they're allowing themselves to tap back into almost that universal intelligence i suppose you could say and kind of catch those ideas that are out there that you know often we're not aware of because we're so pigeonholed focused on being busy or doing something without allowing ourselves just to be yeah I completely agree. All of my best ideas come on holidays. I actually see travel and holidays as an investment in my business. <laughs> I wonder if you can claim it on tax. Oh no, it's my daydream. Well, I try. <laughs> you just tie everything into like some kind of research or business event. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because you guys travel a lot now, right? Let's let's yeah. shift a gear. So, um, you know, like nobody that that that's that's anywhere in life hasn't gotten there without some significant setbacks in their life and equally too being able to see how later in life those setbacks have actually helped form who they are today and helped form their strength and rigidity and their ability to create and and you know achieve great things but let's talk about business now for you like i understand you had a pretty significant launch back in was it january of last year or march of last year or something you opened your doors up and you opened them up and within 48 hours you'd done a, a, a phenomenal amount of sales Tell yes. us about that. Yeah, so that was this time last year and I'm just preparing to do the same thing again. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did, I launched one of my programs. It was already in existence, this program. It's called the Wolfpack Mastermind and it's a 12-month basically like business makeover program which teaches people how to, you know, get new clients with Facebook and set up the business to run without them. So the two things that I kind of specialize in. And I had... I think I just, it was just a really good offer. Like I incorporated a lot of extra bonus stuff that I knew people really wanted. And I opened up the doors for a 48 hour period and I did $570,000 in sales within that period. Now, not everyone paid in full. It wasn't, you know, a lot of people signed up for it to pay it off throughout the year, but that was the total amount. And it's, yeah, (laughs) it was phenomenal. It was crazy. And then I've, I've pretty much perfected and duplicated and tested my launch strategy many times now. Um, I did it again in a few months later and I did a 400 and something dollar, 400 and something thousand dollar launch as well. Um, I can't remember what the next one was, but it was 300 and something. And I just did a $30,000 randomly on New Year's Eve. (laughs) Doing a couple of posts in my Facebook group. So, yeah, I feel that's that's the new direction that I'm kind of heading in this year too is I really want to teach more of that stuff because I feel like I've really got it down pat and I can now help a lot of people to do the same. It's, it's once again like we talk about things being counterintuitive because like imagine the mindset of someone to have a launch and only open it up for 48 hours. Yeah. Right. You put this time and energy and effort in and like what happens if it flops or what happens if people don't sign up or what happens yeah. then? Like I've gone and told the marketplace and I'm only opening for 48 hours. And now I'm having to open back up because there's no sales. But to open up for 48 hours and do over $570,000 in annualized sales is just absolutely incredible. Tell us, how has your mindset changed? Because that's something I know you're a big believer about. How has mm. that changed? If you look back at, at, at a version of you 10 years ago, 
right? Yeah. What was she thinking about herself? What was she thinking about life? Oh my God, 10 years ago. See, this is actually such, I, I had this realization moment a little while ago when I was thinking about 10 years ago now, I would have been like a year into my spray tanning business and I was working so hard and I was covered in tan solution and I was having the same conversations with people over and over again. And I was making like $20 every like 20 minutes like or like $20 profit for a 20 minute appointment kind of thing. And I had to make work really, really hard for several hours a day to just make a few hundred bucks. And I mean, that was good. I was happy with that at that age. I was 22, but now it's such a, I had this epiphany moment when someone bought one of my eBooks and it's a $20 eBook and I don't have to do anything. And I just, like, <laughs> you know, you just, so there's $20 that I didn't really do anything for. Like, obviously I'm working a lot, but I just have this moment of like, wow, it's such a different business model. And I didn't even know it existed. And I didn't even know it was possible for myself. I didn't know it was possible for anyone. And so that's now one thing that, yeah, is driving me to passionately share that kind of stuff with other people because it's, like I did, I had no idea that you could do thirty thousand dollars in a night. Like I just didn't see it as possible. I work, I had like three stores all doing like ten grand a month at one point to get up to thirty grand a month, like just in turnover, not even in profit. So yeah. it was, um, yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you attribute then a lot of this success and results to? Because like we know it's more than money, right? But, yes, but also, of course. You know, we also realise that money is. A representation of the value that you're offering to the world and the yeah. community and with money it allows us the ability to, to, to do fantastic things you know i just spent some time um walking around the streets of melbourne giving money to the homeless you know yes. because i was able to do that and you know several I years ago several years ago it wasn't possible i took my boys you know and we went and changed some money for fivers and tenors and i said let's walk around and give some money to the homeless and they're like why dad can't we spend it i was like we are going to spend it we're going to invest it and it was the most beautiful thing to share with them. And, and it's the most beautiful feeling. But, but what has it that, that's allowed you? What do you think has been that dividing? Like, I know there's so many things, right? I know it's not one thing. But what do you think has been the biggest thing that's attributed to your success, Chris? Like, you know, what's mm. that one thing that really sits in your heart? I think it's, I really did change my self-belief. And the only way that I did this, like I, my goal for years was to build a million dollar business. Like I was, but it, it had no substance to it. It was just like, I just want to build a million dollar business for the sake of it. Like, because I think that's what defines a successful business owner or whatever. But I didn't honestly deep down believe that I could do it. And I didn't have a goal that was anything bigger than that or didn't have a reason. Um, and so I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of study on, on mindset, on, on spirituality, on understanding that everything is energy and that kind of thing. So now I guess two of the biggest mindset mindset shifts that I made was that I now, I do only see money as energy. I don't see it as, as a current, I mean, it is a currency and whatever, but I see it as the same as like, you know, everything is kind of energy. And I know that I will attract that if I am, putting out the right kind of energy. And if I am giving a lot of value to people and contributing, like if contribution is my biggest focus rather than trying to make money. So, and that's absolutely changed everything. So I don't really go into anything with a money goal. Now I don't say to myself, I want to make a certain amount of money by 
doing a launch or selling a program or signing up clients or anything like that. I just focus on how many people can I help to get this result. And then the money just comes to you because people can feel that, you know, that energy that you're putting into your marketing or your promotions. And I also changed my belief in myself to believe that I am worth it because for a long time I didn't. Um, I think it was the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendrick um, that talks about overcoming your upper limit problems. That one really, really changed my life. Um, I started journaling about, you know, I am worth this. I am worth this. Just writing it down affirmations. I always thought they were really stupid and silly and like, you know, you didn't have to do them or whatever, but the power of actually putting pen to paper and telling yourself what you believe will come true. And now I journal and write down things every day. And if I don't, I feel like crap. Um, but you can, you can absolutely change your mindset and you can change your results just by your way of thinking. And so that's, that's my biggest um, belief now. Yeah. I really like that because I think that a lot of people rely on others for their own self-belief. Yeah. You know, they, they rely on external validation to allow them to feel worth or worthy, you know, whether that's an employer paying them or whether that's a partner telling them they appreciate them, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Yet, you know, until we can develop that internally, we can't expect to experience it externally. Yeah. And I think that that's very powerful. Like you said, is that I don't think it's necessarily the one thing of just journaling, but it's about you, you know, you mentioned before taking responsibility for yeah. your mistakes or for your challenges or for your frustrations or your problems or whatever it is, taking responsibility. It's around you constantly realizing that, you know, your thoughts are creative and what you put out, you get back. It's yes. about seeing everything as, as, as this constant flow of energy. And if the money's out, you know, that's not because of necessarily a decision that you made today. It might've been a decision you made last week or last month or a couple of months ago, but, yeah. but, but hundred percent knowing that you have that, the ability to, what I'm kind of picking up from you is you have the ability to create the life that you choose for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely, and I totally believe that. I just think that you, I was actually drafting a new ebook a little while ago called Write Your Reality. And it's all about that. Like, you know, you can choose what life you want to live. And I know that like, this is a common talked about thing, but I really like to share actionable strategies with people. So I was going to give like real examples of, you know, how, how I've done that and how you can do it. But yeah, you, absolutely everyone chooses the life that they have, whether they believe it or not. Yeah. Something I often say to people is that, that wherever you're at right now, whatever you have right now, at some point in your life, you asked for. Yes. At some point in your life, you, in your life, you asked for what you have right now. It might not be exactly as you thought it would be, but you have created the life that you're living right now. And therefore, if you understand that, you can also understand that you have the ability to create whatever life it is you choose for yourself. Mm. Because where you're at right now might not be where you want to be. And, you know, like for the people out there right now listening to this and maybe going through some form of challenge or adversity or struggling or, you know, haven't got enough cash in the bank to pay their staff or whatever, like what advice would you share with them? What do you, what do you think that they would want to hear right now or they need to hear right now? I think everybody, what they want to hear is that there is like a quick fix or a solution to their problem. Um, everybody wants that, but the truth is, yeah, it really doesn't exist. Um, it's, it's not until you change your mindset that you will get the results that you want and you need to ask for help and you need to listen and you need to be vulnerable. Like I think one of the biggest, when I look back at myself, 
I was I was quite stubborn for a while there and I was living in my ego a little bit and I wouldn't accept advice from anyone and I was just like, no, I know what I'm doing. I don't need help. And that really held me back. And, and so it's not until you can actually let go <laughs> of the need for control and, you know, take on board things that other people are you know, doing or actually ask someone for advice or help and then just, just try new things all the time and really just focus on what you can give and what you can contribute and how can you help people more than what you want to get for yourself. I think that really is the biggest secret. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying as well. Like be okay to play a longer term game than, than what maybe people are right now. And, um, equally to focus on what we would call the inner game yeah. and, you know, master the inner game of success and notice that you'll master the outer game of success. Yeah. That, I just process. believe that you're, I actually wrote this on my website just recently that, you, you know, your business of success will only grow as much as you will. So I just think that self-development and working on yourself is equally as important as working on your business because you can't have business success without, growing your mind and your self and your beliefs and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, totally true. Look, one last question. What I'd love to know is, you know, what's the next 10 years look like for you? What's your bigger vision? You know, you've achieved so much. You're, you're, you're still uh, very young. You've achieved a lot of success. You've helped a hell of a lot of people. You've got a huge following out there, people that absolutely love you. What's the next 10 years hold? What do you want to create? This is an interesting question because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it and I actually got really kind of like down on myself. Like, oh my God, I don't have a vision. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know, what, don't know where I'm going. I feel a bit lost. But then I was just thought, well, does it really matter? Because that means yeah. I'm open to go in any direction. And so I've kind of given up on that for now. Um, and I'm just focusing on what do I want right now? rather than yeah. what do I want in 10 years. And I know some people say things like you have to have a vision, you have to have goals and that kind of thing. And like, I kind of do, but I like still, I'm in, I'm in that space right now where I'm kind of floating around and I am just really running on my intuition and doing what I feel like doing. And I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that there's different stages or, or what I say seasons in life. And I think there is mm. times in life to be focused on the now and there's times in life to be focused on a longer term vision. There's other times in life just to be okay to, to be floating you know, knowing that that next thing is just going to present itself. And mm. I think it takes a lot of trust in, in yourself and a lot of trust in life to, to be in that space. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just go with the flow. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap things up? This has been amazing. You had fun? Um, yeah, it's been really good. I think, I don't know, I guess the biggest thing that I love to share with people is just to be yourself. The, the journey of self-discovery. Um, that's what might be real. Like when I say, you know, be real, have fun. A lot of people go into business and try and be someone else, try and be who they think they should be, try and be a professional business person or act as if they are a business or a brand rather than a person. Um, and that's definitely one of the biggest tips to success in your, especially social media marketing. Like people go on social media to be social and the more you can actually just be a human being, a real human being, not try to be like a perfected version either. <laughs> um, the more people will actually relate to you and want to do business with you because they can connect with you. So I just believe that human connection and 
vulnerability are two of the most powerful things when it comes down yeah. to growing a business. Yeah. What do they say? They they say be you because everyone else is already taken. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's hard. I, I went through a stage when I started out as a business coach. I didn't know who I was. I changed my life completely and I was just like, who am I? Like, what do I like? What am I doing? And I did go feel a little bit, well, I don't know for a while, but I think it's just, it just comes with practice. And one of the biggest things, uh, tips that I think helped me is I looked back at who, who was I as a child because I'd lost that a lot in my twenties. And then I started going, well, you know what, this, this really doesn't make me happy. So I'll stop doing that. And this does make me happy. So I'll do more of that. And, you know, eventually just find out. <laughs> Yeah, I was having an interesting conversation with a friend the other day and I've watched her go forth and manifest this business. And mm. it's been really beautiful that she's done it in such a way that, you know, there's been no force and there's been no pushing. It's just allowed itself to unfold. And I had this bit of an epiphany in the shower and I was like, holy shit, you know, like I reckon that, that I would probably be exactly where I am right now if I had to just let go and enjoy the journey a lot more. And I would have still yeah. been where I am today but I could have got here without the frustrations and the worry and the stress and the concerns. I could have got here like enjoying it a lot more if I just to kind of let go of that control. Yes. Yeah. A little, a, a little bit. I don't know if that's something that you resonate with, but it was sort of something yeah, that felt totally. quite, quite real for me. I'd like, I think that often we make too big of a deal out of a lot of things. It just aren't. Yeah. Like I had, I had someone ask me for a refund yesterday on one of my courses and like years ago that would have made me feel really, upset and sad about it and i'm like oh okay you know let's see if i can help you first but i did just did not get upset about it at all because it's just like it's not worth it you know you just <laughs> you just got it it's it just is that's how yeah. i just see life i just see things like it, it just is you just you either deal with it or you ignore it like depends what it is but mm. yeah yeah just is i love that well that's a great way to end things look once yeah. again super stoked to have you on board uh how can people connect with you like how can people yeah. hang out and chat more cool. and, and learn some cool shit from you mostly everything's on my website uh which is carissahill.com.au or i have a facebook group called coffee with carissa and that's where mostly everything is i think we've just ticked over fourteen thousand people in there this week so it's pretty awesome. cool awesome yeah well, thanks so much. That's where you can find it, guys. Uh, that's uh, another episode of the Comeback Game inspired on supper with the, the notorious Carissa Hill. <laughs> notorious. Notorious. <laughs> awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. So much. Cheers. Hey guys, that was Barry the Diddy with another episode of Inspired Unstoppable, the Comeback Game uh, with Carissa Hill. Be sure to share it, uh, like it, send a comment tag someone in who you think needs to hear the message maybe going through some challenges maybe just need some inspiration uh we look forward to seeing the next next episode bye, -bye.